fathers are the most important thing in their son's life. If you're a father and you live in another state and you think you're doing a good job, I'm here to tell you you're not. If you're a father and you take better care of your girlfriend's children who are not yours, then you do your own kids. You suck as a father. I'm here every day with my son. And I'm here to tell you guys, he needs me every single day. Every day. It might be a time when he might need me for about a week. But I'm here to tell you. People in the street are coming at him. Women, young girls are coming at him. I mean, as far as him meeting girls that are not on birth control, that don't care if they get pregnant. Dudes in the street trying to introduce him to marijuana and other drugs. Kids he has worked with that are stealing and I have to teach him not to go there and do what your so-called friends are doing. And speaking of friends, letting him know that the people that he hang out with at school, some of the dudes in the neighborhood, they're not your friends. It takes years and years to build a true friendship. And you probably already know you can be friends with somebody and they still not have your best interests at heart. And I think about all the men that are fathers that don't get this. Your son needs you every day. So when you get that phone call that he just got locked up, when you get that phone call that somebody has, he's just been shot because he was out there hanging around the wrong people and you as a father, you wasn't in his life to guide him, don't go to the funeral crying. What you need to do is walk to your mirror, nearest mirror and look in it. And look at the person who fought it is. Can a woman raise a man? True. But a woman can't give a man the skills that a man can give a man. Because she's a woman. And I have to tell you guys about something that just happened. I got up, I went to the gym like I do on my mornings, days that I'm off, I go to the gym. And this one particular day I was leaving the gym and my son had called me. And normally when he calls me around 9.30 in the morning, it's, you know, dad, can you stop and buy me a breakfast sandwich? And most of the time, I'll just wait. I'll, most of the time I would go and buy a breakfast sandwich 
Sometimes if he texts me, I don't answer him right away. I'll be like, okay, I'm getting ready to see him in 30, 40 minutes. I'll just see what he wants. So this one particular morning, he texts me. And this recently just happened. He texts me, dad. He didn't say anything. He just texted me, dad. And I was about to just wait until I got home to speak to him. But something said, call him. So I called him right away. He was in a car accident. And he said that the person hit him. And the person actually went into the woods. And I said to him, I said, well, you know, well, where are you? He said, I'm in the car. I said, are you in the car at the accident? He said, no, I'm on my way home. I said, son, turn that car around right now and go back to that accident. And the only thing I can think is what if I wasn't there? What if I lived in another state? What if he did not have access to me? What if I was incarcerated? He needed his dad at that moment to tell him to turn that car around and go back. Because you and I both know if that didn't happen, the cops could have easily came to my house and locked my son up. So he actually turned the car around and he told me where the accident happened. So I kind of like met him there, but he got there maybe like five minutes before I did. The officer came over and he was a white officer. And, you know, of course, my son is African-American. The officer said to him, if you had been 10 minutes late, 10 minutes late, like meaning like had, had he arrived 10 minutes later because they was wrapping the accident up by the time my son got back, to, got there. They was wrapping the accident up. The, the lady that had drove her car into the woods, they had already sent her to the hospital. He told my son, he said, had you been 10 minutes, had you come 10 minutes later, I would have come to your house and put you in handcuffs. He said, because young man, you don't leave the scene of an accident. You get out of your car and you assess the accident and then you call us. And I told my son that day because my son said he left because he was scared. I'm like, I don't care about you being scared. Thank God that lady wasn't hurt that bad. I said, because she could have ran into the woods, you know, hit her head real bad and, and, and actually killed herself. And that would have been your fault. But he was respectful to the officer. I was respectful to the officer. That was my son's first interaction with the police. I was, you know, he gave my son a ticket for running this stop sign. The accident was not right where the stop sign was. It was kind of like up the street a little bit. So I'm, in my mind, I was kind of like, you know, well, you know, how did you get him a ticket for running the stop sign? But nevertheless, my son felt like it was his fault. 
But once again, going back to the importance of having a father and someone to call to say, hey, this is what's going on. He needed me at that moment. And thank God I was there for him. So I had told the officer because it was my son's fault and because my son had left the scene of the accident and the officer gave him a break because he could have wrote him a ticket for reckless driving and God knows what else, but he only gave him a ticket for running the stop sign. I told the officer at that moment that I would pay the ticket and he gave me the information where I could call the court and pay the ticket and, and just be done with it. But then I got to thinking about it. I was like, wait, wait a minute. You know, my son just got his license. I don't want this ticket on his driver driving record. So two weeks before it was time for my son to go to court, I asked my son, what do you want to do? Do you want to pay the ticket or you want to go to court? Now, in my head, I knew I wanted my son to go to court, but I kind of like, I said, you know what? I'm going to leave it up to you. I said, he asked me, he said, dad, well, what do you think I should do? I said, son, I don't want to tell you what to do. I said, because, you know, you're, you're, you know, soon you'll be 18. I want you to tell me what it is that you think we should do. He said, well, I think we should go to court because maybe there's a small chance I could, you know, they may, you know, drop it and I might have to, you know, might not get it on my license. And I was like, okay, son, let's do that. Let's go to court. So here comes the court date. We go to court. I'm trying to find his name on the um, little kiosk thing. And um, the officer ended up walking right behind me. He said, hey, man, I thought you said you was going to pay that ticket. This is my day off and I'm upset because now I can't enjoy my day off. I said to the officer, I said, officer, I know. I said I would pay the ticket. But my son just got his driver's license and I really don't want that ticket on his record. And while I was standing there talking to the officer, I explained to the officer, I said, you know, officer, my son is really a great kid. He really is. He don't hang out with the wrong people. He make good grades in school. And I had with me his award where he was on the honor roll a couple of times and some other things, awards he had gotten, you know, from school. I had those things with me, trying to show the judge that he's a good kid. While I was there talking to the officer, and I think the officer could see how sincere I was he said, okay. He said, you know, we're we, we going to go in the courtroom and we're going to con this judge. He said, maybe we'll be able to get him um, driving school or something like that. But, you know, let's go. So they call our name. And I don't know if you guys are familiar how they do with the juveniles. It's not like open court. The juveniles just go in there with a lawyer, um, the district attorney, the judge, and somebody else is up there with the judge and the um the officer. So as soon as we got in there, um, the officer asked me, was I dad? And I was like, yeah. And she said, 
to my son, you know, we're here because you were charged with running a stop sign that resulted in an accident. How do you plead? And my son said, not guilty. The judge turned to the officer and asked the officer what happened. The officer explained what happened. Then the officer proceeded to tell the judge how nice my son was and how nice I talked to him when I drove up. And that officer said, Judge, I think this kid is coming from a good family. I think we need to give this kid a break. The judge turned to the district attorney and said, what do you think? The district attorney said, well, judge, it's not every day that we get an officer that comes in here and asks for us to give the kid a break. I think you need to give the kid a break. The judge told my son, I'm going to dismiss all charges. Thank you and have a nice day. Once again, it goes back to how important a father is. What if I was not there to talk to that officer? What if I was not there to, to, to have my son's school records and have his grades to say, this is how good he is? My son would have a ticket on, a, 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 a running the stop sign ticket on his record. So I say to you fathers, please get involved with your son. Call your son every day. Find out who your son is hanging out with. If you have a son, he lives with his mother. Don't just assume that everything is okay. Whenever my son gets in the car, whenever I see him with somebody I don't know, I ask him, who is that? What is that kid doing with his life? Is he going to college? Because I'm here to tell you, if your son is hanging out with people and they're not going to college, kids do what's familiar to them. More than likely, your kid is not going to college. If your kid is hanging out with people who don't care about the type of grades that they get, more than likely, your kid will be bringing home bad grades. I'm, I, I can't stress to you how important it is to have a father in a young man's life. I can't stress it. My father was not around when I was my son's age. And I think back to that time that I got a speeding ticket that same way my son did. I paid the ticket off. Because I didn't have a father to say, wait a minute, before you pay that ticket off, let's go to court. Let's see if it's something they can do because you're a new driver. Everybody has been in your place. They make mistakes. Let's go to court and let's find out what we can do to possibly 
get it reduced to something else or have it thrown out. Your son needs you. And if you running around chasing women, if you're chasing money, if you're chasing drugs, if you're chasing alcohol, I don't care what it is. You are neglecting your son because your son needs you every day. He needs you every day. It's your job to push that kid in the right direction. And there are days that my son, you know, I may be like a bit, you know, doing it a bit too much. You know what I'm saying? But I don't care. I probably sound like a broken record to him. But I can tell you. There were times in my life when I was my son's age. I needed somebody to talk to me every single day. Don't hang out with this person. Don't do drugs. Don't start drinking. Pay your bills. Nobody told me to pay my bills on time. So by the time I got to be 25, I had bad credit. Because nobody taught me about the importance of paying your bills on time. Pull your bills out. Show them to your son. I pull out the mortgage payment. If my son asks for something and it's expensive, I pull out all the bills and show him where all the money is going. So he can understand. Yes, you can have this, that. But this is why you can't have that. Because right now, the money is not here. We can't afford it right now. So he has a better understanding of the no. And the worst thing you could do is to tell your son no. And he asks why. And you say to your son, don't ask me why. I told you no and that's it. Sometimes he needs for you to explain to him. The why. He needs you to explain the why not to him. Do you hug your son? Or do you just give him a handshake? Have you kissed him? Your son needs, these are the things that your son needs from you. Because if you don't give them to him, guess what? He gonna get them from them dudes in the street. He gonna get them from them dudes in the street. And I just watched a video of a young man the other day and he talked about going to jail. And he said how cool it was in the street before he had ever went to jail about all other dudes talking about going to jail. And he said it almost sounded like a badge of honor. Until that day, he was sentenced to 10 years in jail. 
He said he was sentenced to 10 years. He said the only people were in that courtroom that was there for him was his mama and his grandmama. He said none of his homeboys. And he said when that judge told him 10 years, it hit him in the chest like a ton of bricks. And he said the entire time he was there, none of his so-called street homeboys wrote him a letter, sent him a dime, saw his mother in the street and asked him, asked her how he was doing. And that video was so powerful because so many young dudes need to hear that. They're running around, they're carrying guns, they're not thinking. They'll pull out a gun and shoot somebody like it's nothing until they get in that courtroom. And they slam them doors behind them and say, okay, you'll be here for the next 20, 30 years. Dude, I'm here to tell you, your son needs you. I'm the Urban Foster Dad. And remember to always parent from a place of love, kindness, and understanding. You are listening to the Urban Foster Dad Podcast. All of our content will be true, raw, and uncut. Please ask questions, leave a comment, and subscribe so you won't miss an episode.